All right. This is episode 16 of the Weekly Song <laughs> Podcast. I thought I'd shake it up a little bit. Uh, my name is Roger Heathers. Uh, and joining me on the Weekly Song Podcast, as always, is my co-host... Declan Kitchener. Hello. Hello. It's amazing the little things we do just to try and keep some freshness in this place. <laughs> I say that like I'm complaining. I'm not. No, no, no. We both very much... In fact, uh, this is... This is a delayed episode for anyone who was like on Wednesday, like, how come these guys are like not on my newsfeed right now? Well, it's because I went to London to see a gig, lost my gig ticket, and then didn't see a gig, and then came back here. But I got loads of other stuff done, including writing a song, which is what this podcast is all about. Check that out for a link and how I just spoil it by saying it. How fantastic. So essentially, your song this week is called I Lost My Ticket, Help. <laughs> yeah, the first song of the series is called Martha Ticket. This one's called I Lost My Ticket. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's like, it's like poetry, it rhymes. Um, <laughs> right, uh, as if, if you've never listened to this podcast before, uh, what we uh, aim to do is write a song from scratch every week, then play them to each other and deconstruct them. Uh, quite brutally deconstruct them. We do. We tear them right apart, yeah. and um, so and also we take it in terms of who goes first to play the song um, each week. Uh, last week we had um, we had Matt on, so he went first. Guests go first, and then I went first. Next, let me say that again. <laughs> no, we're keeping that. Oh shit. Okay. So anyway, this week Declan's going first, and uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing your song this week. Yeah. Um... It's a bit of a weird one this week, and I'll explain why afterwards. Uh, currently, this song is called Brave New World, and it goes like this.
It's the one you've dreamt about One that's coming true Man, that song is all over the fretboard. Yes, well, there's kind of a reason for that. Um, I started off with another idea, and I couldn't get that one to work, so I started... I don't know why I put that on the beginning of the story, but anyway. Um, well, you, you were telling me, sorry, on the, way, on the way over here, that it was like quite a long journey to get to where you, uh, where you got to with the song. Yeah, for half a week I had a piano-based thing, but I thought it just sounded too much like um, tragedy, so I decided <laughs> not to do that. Um, and then I came up with like, okay, so what if I just tried doing single notes? So I just started playing, when I play single notes on a guitar, what I tend to do is I tend to include the octave above it. Yeah. Uh, so I just ended up coming up with uh, this sort of short, simple phrase. Uh, well, obviously it's an E major, so I extrapolate a verse out of that. But then I sort of thought, well, you can let those ring, so you can still oh, yeah. do the... I got to that point and I was thinking, like, that's all well and good. I wonder how this sounds... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm putting things down as I'm talking, so I'm probably ruining the mic levels. Um, but I wondered, how does this sound on electric guitar? And sometimes I do this when I'm in the uh, middle of writing a song. Sometimes I just take things onto electric and see where it gets you. And I ended up putting a load of bass notes into that central row, so it ended up sounding more like... That sort of completed it, but it doesn't sound quite the same on acoustic. Of course, yeah. But then after that, I sort of thought, well, if I just add another riff onto it, so that's where the. That's nice. Very I like that. Yeah, it's very much a song that's designed for the electric guitar, and that's why you probably heard on the recording when I was playing it on the acoustic. When I got to that note, that's getting close to the edge of the body of an acoustic guitar, whereas sure. electric has no problem, so that's why it's a bit all over the fretboard. Um, but then I found like the verse pattern worked quite well on that line. And that whole... Uh, so I just ended up writing the rest of the song on the guitar, which is why it does that thing in the middle where it does so... Uh, Now that whole section there that you just played, I really like that. Now that obviously just needs to be in a band, doesn't it? Pretty much, it's basically just your, well it's quite topical, it's basically the Chuck Berry. Right? <laughs> 
quite topic because this is the first episode we're recording after his death. That's right. Which is um, a little bit of a side note, but he basically has influenced every single guitarist. Anyone who plays a double stop or does that this is like automatically, automatically influenced by Chuck Berry. Absolutely. It's like the end of an era in a way. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first guitar hero. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yes. Uh, so then it got to the point where I had the whole song and thought, right, now I need verses for it. Mm. And I remember thinking, hang on, I haven't written a song with no choruses in a while. Ah. I'd like to give that a go. Sure, sure. Because I like, uh, I don't do it often enough, but I like writing songs without choruses. Just because it, I don't know, it's just something a bit more fun with that. And plus, also a little bit of admission. When I wrote... Uh, the that top bit is out of my range, so I can't yeah. actually match the notes along for that. So that's why you just get a nose, wow, go, that kind of sort of stuff. In the You're middle. really good at those. I wish I could do those better. You, you say that. Um, <laughs> sounds amazing at them. Um, but yeah, that's where that came from. So I was thinking, like, you would almost have like your first bits, and then the sort of they're almost like mini breakdown riffs in yeah. band context. But this is one that's in my head. It's more than any other designed to have a band and electric guitars in it. Like, I very nearly played this for my first demo of it on this podcast, as I was saying right, earlier. Right, right, right. Yeah, I decided against it, though. I reckon I could get away with it on that. It works on acoustic, but it, it just wants to be in a band setting, doesn't it? Yeah, so. particularly when you get to like... like Amazing, I love that sound. Like deep and murky and beautiful. It's nice. I mean, it, the whole song almost has like this sort of Majaro type of feel because it's like what what I noticed that Matt does quite a lot in his songwriting is like he'll have it'll be like riff verse riff 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 chorus riff another riff and like that's a huge yeah. compliment obviously but like so I noticed that in your, your writing this week well I did go and see them on Friday so that probably seeped in a little bit and then what did you go and see uh, well actually I saw Beauty and the Beast first I saw the live action <laughs> oh, Beauty right. and the Beast so I you know said, oh be I guess be I guess getting myself in the mood for that and then just going and see Majora I was like oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah they played Modified Live which is quite cool that's awesome yeah that's so good I like it when the things like uh when Chris came on too, um, he was uh, he ended up playing the song he wrote on the podcast at open Life mic. At that open mic night, that night, yeah. It's cool. It's just like, oh wow, sweet. Yeah. So people have got new songs. It's I amazing. Exactly. And we heard them first. <laughs> so I got a question for you. Okay. Lyrically, what kind of inspired the song? What's uh, in the song lyrically? Uh, I just thought I've been so depressing recently that I thought I'd try and write some happy lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I just it's just one of those like it it it's odd. It doesn't really have any particular meaning, but it just the words seem to fit for some reason. So like when I first got it on the electric guitar I just said Step inside this brand new world brand new stuff. Jesus, I've gotta write that down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those lines that fits really well with the music. Yeah. You know, it really, really gels with it. And the rest of it was just like, um, I'm trying to think, well, step inside a rave new world, so that implies that there's a revolution's happened. Yeah. So that's why I tear the portraits down, mark the changing guard, rebel spirit won the day. 
uh, and now we prepare for the rest of history. And for some reason, the taste of air, because that's all that fits. Taste of egg? <laughs> taste of air. Oh, right. Well, yeah. taste of air is all right. Fresh air, it's a yeah. fresh start. I kind of get that. And then I start getting a bit depressing in the second verse again. <laughs> Open up your blinkered eyes to panoramic view. There's still a lot that he's doing, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not finished yet. Yeah. But that's about as much as... Because there's... It's like four, uh, four lines of verse, so there's only 12 lines in this song right right so it's really not a lot of words at all but you know but it, what, that, that lends itself to the strength of the song I think it, it's more about I think this one's going to be more about emotion and high energy than anything else sure but, sure you know we like writing lyrics about complicated things we like trying to portray ourselves as articulate and intelligent <laughs> and everything <laughs> Sometimes you literally just need to turn the guitar up to ten and sing about being free. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I like that you kind of gone out on a bang because I think something I forgot to mention at the po- top of the podcast is this is uh, the last in our run of podcast and- until next time, of course. <laughs> so uh, you've gone out on a bang, which is a good thing. Cool. Thank you. Anything else you can think to say about the song at all? Uh, I'm sure there is. Not a lot, I don't think, apart from... Well, I could play you a sort of rough idea. Uh-huh. I spent half the week coming up with like this sort of idea, and it just didn't end up clicking for me. But, um, uh, yeah, and it started off like this. of tragedy like for some reason the main note movement in that uh, I only see that now you've said it I wouldn't have seen other I like that I think that's nice yeah but it just it wasn't grabbing me in the same way it's nice and everything but you need to, to write an upbeat song this week didn't you and like not I, I feel that way yeah, yeah 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 no I've been depressed for a while <laughs> well if I'm you're... going to cry myself to Misery in the corner of the room. <laughs> to think of the word. Yeah. What's that thing that's the opposite of happy? Misery! Yes. Well, anyway, you like went towards the mic, then hit there. Um, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> aside to the audience, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Well, I like that... I was thinking this while you were playing it, and the mo- first moment you went, wow! I, um, I was like, well, this is different from pause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely... It's uh, comparing that to... Um... Factor is engaged on one of them. Yeah, exactly. And we know which one. And we know which one. We'll let the audience guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's cool. It's cool. And you write, wrote yours today. We're recording on Sunday. You wrote yours Pretty Saturday, right? Much yesterday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Same here. So from nothing to a finished song. It's good. It's good for like in one day. <sighs> It'd be better if we had a band. Oh man. Maybe every... next season, Roger. <laughs> the weekly band podcast. Yeah. That could work. Oh man, I hate that thing where you're like, you have to write a whole song in a day. And yeah, I mean, I've done it so fun. many times where I've promised myself and I've said to you, like, I'm going to do it before the weekend this time. 
and I keep texting back, I believe it when I see it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To be fair, I'm in exactly the same boat, so, you know. It's kind of nice, actually, when I go to you, ah, oh, I've still got no song, and you go, yeah, me neither. I'm like, oh, okay, that's all right then. Yeah, at so. least I'm not failing on my own. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right, so I believe now it's time for you to do some music. Ooh. What is the... Uh... What is the piece of music you should be playing for us, Sean, sir? Well, so yeah, this is uh, Mojito, third in the Cocktail Trilogy. Um, and uh, I'm only saying this before, and you can kind of like listen out for it for anyone listening to the podcast. It's an open G, so it has a bit of a different sound to... Uh, regular things. The regular things, yeah. So um, here it is. Almost everybody is with his girl down in the lobby While I'm standing here in crumbling repose I guess nobody knows About this feeling I've got running through my toes Maybe the reason that I'm always on my own Must be being lonely Does it be that lonely, lonely feeling, baby? that it does with your one and only whispers in the dark mountain high river deep valley wide there's a thousand ways to choose the one you love but I had nothing nothing to do Someone, someone like you To come and teach me something that I can't learn by myself Tears inside a bottle, though you're not the perfect model I take comfort that I'm not the only one We've all got something wrong there's a weakness in the confident and strong Now I've been looking through your window for too long Must be being lonely Does it be that lonely, lonely feeling, baby? I bet that it does With your one and only Whispers in the dark mountain high River deep, valley low There's a thousand ways that's not good enough Thank you I quite like that one I'm also knocking things over on my piano uh, Yeah, I quite like that one um, Thank you So does my guitar <laughs> uh, Yeah, so First off Open G makes it sound really nice. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, what's that chord you're playing at the beginning, that sort of quite dissonant one? Well... Well, not dissonant, but... um, I, I can't remember the name for it. Um, but I'll, I'll talk about the chords in terms of, like, the Roman numeral chords, but yeah. they won't be that because they've got, like, weird suspensions and stuff. So this is, like, the six. So, like, kind of an E minor, but... Oh, so you've got the second in there as well. Uh, I'm not You've sure. You've got an F sharp in there. 
Uh, it's hard to say because I'm in a, a totally different tuning. I think you're right. If, is your B string the same as normal? Yes, my B is the same as normal. Then you've got an F sharp in there. Uh-huh. Oh no, you're quite right, yeah I do. So that's the opening thing of the song. Now the song originally started with, um... Um... The, the chorus, chorus. Yeah, exactly, it started with that. And then like, the end of what was, was originally my first verse, in, quote, in quotations, I kind of had this... And I was like, well that's the nicest chord so far. So I'm going to start the entire song like that, which made me kind of... I've got like lines through stuff here where like that's what it was originally going to be on the paper but um, I ended up and that just flowed so much better and I was like It's a uh, nice ambiguous opening it sort of makes everyone look around and think uh, Yeah exactly like, what's going to happen so like, that's why that kind of goes on a little bit before the words come in Then I needed a second chord and sometimes the nicest thing you can do when you're songwriting is just to move your fingers a little bit so I moved them down one semitone each and now you get Uh, I don't know if you can name that. It's the same notes but moved down. So that's like a. That's like a B flat chord, but you've got an E flat in there as well. Yeah. You've got the D open at the bottom. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um... It's just my like, odd. Oh, it's literally just moving everything down a semitone, which wouldn't work on a. Um regular string, uh, regular tuned instrument. No, exactly. Just because you've got that open D there allows you to do that. And then I was like, okay, I, I need a sort of like, something to bridge it. So um, I already had the Almost everybody's got the girl down in the lobby While I'm standing here in crumbling repose And then I ended up ripping off you. Okay, <laughs> you told me you ripped off me earlier. Um, How have you done this? Um, I can't remember the words to it, but it's um, no surprise. Um, I guess nobody knows. And it came as no surprise. I see our future, and it came as no surprise. Yeah, I mean it's not exactly the same. You. <laughs> but my original melody for that was like, um, I guess nobody knows about this feeling I got running through my toes. It was just the melody to no surprise. Yeah. I was like, I can't just take it um, as much as I wanted to because it's a good melody I was like I'll, I'll change it up a little bit and let some of the notes drag and whatever so I did that and um, the other thing I kind of um, was influenced by by of yours was um, pause last week on last week's episode okay um, the idea of being out of love and looking into love and that's what this song's about just looking at love ask. from the outside in yeah yeah um, there's no particular reason about this but you know, uh, like on a personal level, like you, I've kind of been outside of that for, for a long time. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it's almost like kind of saying to somebody in a relationship, like, ah, oh, man, I'm jealous, like, how does it feel? It must be being lonely, you know. Yeah. Which is the chorus, obviously. Um, and then I I also take the um, uh, Ain't No Mountain High Enough uh, chorus words, um, ain't no mountain high enough, ain't no river deep enough, ain't no valley low enough to keep me away from you. Um, so it's just whispers in the dark, mountain high, river deep, valley low. Um, and uh, at the end of the chorus there, on the first chorus, I leave it kind of like a cliffhanger. So And it says, um, there's a thousand ways to choose the one you love. And it's just like, it's kind of hopeful and like a good thing. Yeah. And at the end, it kind of, and on the second chorus, the last chorus, it addresses like maybe a fear somebody could have about 
not wanting to fall in love. There's so many ways to be hurt when you're in love. There's so many ways you can hurt another person or be hurt yourself. And then I say instead on the second cross, I say, there's a thousand ways to lose the one you love, but that's not good enough. Like, that's not a good enough reason, reason to stay outside to. of love. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that was kind of a lyrical highlight, I guess, but... I, I quite like it when choruses, like, develop their meaning over time and change their lyrics and everything. It's something I like doing and I don't do enough of. Completely agree. But you can't, you can't do it every time. It's one of those things where, like, once the idea strikes you, then you can do it. Yeah. But you can't do it every well, time. Well, if there's a point to be made in the verses, like, um, like, a. Uh, Again, that's another Queen quote, but it's, I remember Brian May saying something like, um, we always kind of like uh, saw songs as a journey. And if your chorus is the same, is your journey just staying in one place? Yeah. Not necessarily a bad thing. Well, this is my interpretation of it now. Your journey yeah. being in one place isn't necessarily a bad thing, but a journey that progresses is a bit more interesting. Of course, yeah. I, I, I really like it when... Uh, the only one that really comes to mind is, um, you know, my favourite song from Wasting Light, Arlandria. Yeah. In the in the last chorus, when it brings in the um, Sweet Virginia my line, sweet Virginia. as well as the chorus. Yeah. And yeah, there's no lyrical change there, apart from there be there being two things together. But the fact that someone can develop a chorus to me is a mark of a good songwriter. I think it's brilliant mm. to change what is essentially the hook and the the nucleus of a song. To develop an emotion further is a huge skill. Yeah. I wish I could do it a lot better than I do it, but yeah. it's a cool skill. It's one of these things that everybody would like to be able to do, isn't it? Definitely. Ourselves included. Yeah. I was going to say, when I was listening to this, I sort of almost pictured in my head it might be cool to just hear like your guitar and then like a four-piece string unit behind you. Ooh. Like doing an orchestrated version of that. Because like, this thing is... It's not like mine at all. It's a rather more delicate affair. I love the high notes you hit when you go into the chorus, by the way. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's a risky one, because obviously I'm playing fast finger-picking, then I have to go... Oh, yeah, and the harmonic was cool as well in yeah. the last chorus. So it's one of those things you just use it once, but it's so awesome when you do use it. Yeah. I mean, it just has to be utilised at least once, because um, on this guitar, I'm playing a different guitar at the moment, um, all the harmonics... Sounds so sweet, you know, especially because you're an open G, but... Oh, you were saying something, sorry. Was I? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I was yeah. saying this song is a lot more delicate than it, um, than even some of your usual output, and your usual output is normally a bit softer than mine. Mm. But this one, like, it's almost... Like, a, almost Eleanor Rigby production, but happier, and maybe a bit less staccato. Yeah, yeah. Do you mean, like, if I was to produce it in that way, like, take away the guitar completely and just replace no, it with the, strings? Keep the guitar, but yeah. you can feel free to bury it a bit more and then have right. the stringed instruments coming in later. I may do that, you know? I kind of like it. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you did. That's the cool thing about this podcast, is, like, songs that we take a little further come from this. So, like, these are the discussions... That, that influence how they appear later. Exactly, yeah. Um, what else can I say about this the old song... Uh, Just a quick question: How is on. it writing on a different guitar to um, your normal one? Because your normal one's under having a couple of repairs done at the minute, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I went up to see my dad, and um, he's repairing the guitar that I normally play, which he gave to me when I was eighteen, and it was his guitar before. So he's probably listening to this right now. He's he's very protective about it. Um, uh, anyway, so he's repairing that. Um, to answer your question, uh, I'm not a huge fan of this guitar. Oh no. Um, so. I mean, a guitar is a guitar, and, like, 
I, I tried writing an open on this, and I've been playing this and my other guitar, like, for the week I've been away on holiday, and both have different feels and stuff, so the guitar isn't really an issue, but as far as, like, writing goes, I was relaxing a lot while I was up um, on holiday, and I went to London, and there were so many days where I was like, I'm going to write today, I'm going to write today, and then I eventually tried to a few nights in a row, and I just couldn't do it. I was like, oh, man, this is not good news. So, uh, like you, yesterday, Saturday, um, I wrote the full song. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was okay writing on, the, writing on this guitar. It kind of helps when you play in a new tuning, because you get to find new shapes, and there's new suspensions, and there's a whole different tone to the song. That's the thing, like, you gave it to me earlier, like, I was like, I'll give this a try, and I... I don't know how to play an alternate tuning, apart from maybe a little bit of drop D. So when you handed it to me, I was just playing all the regular chord shapes. It's like, hang on, none of this worked. That's interesting, but that won't work on mine. Okay, right, that's... Uh, uh, what am I doing? Yeah, it's, it's weird. It forces you to uh, at least try out new ideas. Definitely. I think the other thing I like about it is it allows you to... Like, you know, I said to you, when I talk about the chords, I'm going to talk about them in terms of, like, uh, Roman numerical values. Yeah. Um... You can write in like one, four, five, six, and stuff like that, like normal chord uh, values, but they sound different because of the suspensions. So, like in this song, <laughs> sorry, excuse me, sorry. In this song, you got open, which is just an open G major, but even that's a suspension because it's got a D in the bass. Um, that's an inversion, I think. Inversion. What did I say? Suspension. Oh right, yeah, inversion. That's the one. Um, and uh, I have a major second, which, again, is an inversion. Um, and then my minor fourth is played down there. That sounds pretty cool. Which is finger-picked. It really wants to go somewhere, obviously. Open. Then you've got fifth. No, sorry, fourth. Fifth, which I had. And then you've got this run-down. And, of course, the minor. So, like, there's so much you can do with just, like, those, like, six or seven tools. I was just like, that was a cool place to start writing a song. So. Yeah. Well, it sort of it shines through in the guitar work on that one, which is quite nice. Yeah. And also, uh, there's a kind of... You know, it's a hmm? close further and further away that we are getting from the rock song at the beginning of the episode, the quieter and quieter we are getting. That's true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like this at the end of the podcast. There's kind of an intentional parallel to um, Fireworks Night. With this song. Why don't you ever play that one? Because it's hard to sing. Which is probably going to be the fate of this song as well. But it's not I, quite I as thinking, hard to sing. I was thinking that. Like, I'm really enjoying this, but you just jumped up a couple of octaves. You're never going to play <laughs> this live, are you? I'm and the, it's in a different tuning. I'm the waste. Um, you are literally horrible. Yeah, but so it jumps up in the chorus and it has kind of like the same type of melody. And also it's kind of a love song. Um, yeah, it kind of starts with um, being... Not in love, but like being in that in that frame of mind, love wise, yeah. and then it ends with like looking at love from the outside in. So, this is gonna be a depressing collection of songs. Uh, the weekly song, uh, fifteen to twenty-eight. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that is gonna be an interesting one to listen back to. Yeah, definitely. But when I started writing, I was like, the whole thing is, uh, it has that similarity. And like the last thing I'll say about this before I before I shut up about this is, uh, it. It has the same picking pattern as 21500, which I'm not pleased about. That wasn't intentional, but I noticed and I was like, it's exactly the same type of picking pattern, so I kind of copied myself there. So, Well, if you can't copy yourself, who can you copy? Exactly. I would have liked to have done something more original, though, but what are you going to do? 
Yeah, what are we going to do? We're going to chuck you off the podcast. Oh, please. Then you'll have to do it by yourself. Please, sir. Oh, no, I'd have to come up with two songs a week and do Roger's voice. <laughs> I'd love to hear that. You just go, must be a bit lonely. Yeah. I'll be like, hey, I wrote that song last You're season. Right <laughs> Shows you why I don't go up there, folks. <laughs> hey, you got up there. It's fine. Yeah, I couldn't come back down there then, could I? Well, a scared cat up a tree. You got up there, but you can't get back down. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dearie me. This seems like a conclusion, doesn't it? It does a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Could you think of any discussion topic or anything? Um... So this week I did a um, bit of writing for my song on the electric guitar, which is something that's very rare for me. Like the electric instrument I normally use is bass, and that's when I'm doing more heavy rock riff bass stuff, or want to do heavy rock bass riff stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about yourself? What Do you ever find you uh, start doing writing on electric guitars uh, as opposed to acoustic guitars, or do you find there's less difference between the two than I do? Uh, I find that there's... There is a lot of difference between the two, and like you said, you were playing around on acoustic, and then you took it to electric to see what happened, like, to see what you could do with it. Yeah. And I think that's a real, that's a reality, like, in terms of, like, the difference, you can kind of get different ideas from electric, because it's a whole different beast. As for if I write on electric, um, I rarely, rarely do. One example where I did write on electric is a song called Ladder to the Sky, um, which is on Winter Tape 4. Which I've heard. Yeah, and uh, you texted me about that song the other day. Yeah, I think I was, was that the one where I was walking into work and it just suddenly came on and I was thinking, this sounds awesome, who is, oh my god, it's Roger. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way I'm always on your shuffle, like, who yeah. is this? Yeah, I just hear like, oh, is this, who's this man? Like, you, I was um, actually telling you before the podcast, like, uh, <laughs> a song came on the other day, like, uh, called Dynamite, which sounds like it's got a Scottish rapper on it, I was thinking like, um, okay, fantastic, he's done some sampling stuff, I just... I'll probably go and tell him that I really like that. And then you told me. It's uh, Joe from Pig Green Boat. Yeah. <laughs> under, under his fictional guy's Moonlit Mook Star. <laughs> that, that, that amazes me on so many levels, not all of which I can comprehend. It, it's, um, it's a really weird one. It's like Pea Green Boat, if Pea Green Boat... Was an angry Scottish man rapping. <laughs> yeah, over sample-based beats. And it really... It really frustrates Joe whenever I do an impression of Moonlit the only thing I ever say in Moonlit's voice is this I go get out of my swamp <laughs> I say so you're feeling hot and sweaty and you fancy something sweet well if you ask real nice then for the right price I can give you something sweet and he goes there's more to Moonlit than that <laughs> and uh, yeah so what were we talking it's about electric guitar <laughs> yeah no, we were talking about electric instruments yeah I wrote that into the sky on electric um, because it kind of fit the song, like, I thought the entire song with, like, that drum loop, this is the beginning, if anyone listens to this, um... Go and download off Wednesday 4, it's really good. Yeah, you get a copy of my journal with it, which is... That's weird. <laughs> it is kind of weird. <laughs> one of my favourite things in that journal, so we are just going off topic all the time, but one of my favourite things I've ever seen written down is in your journal, you just, you're starting to go for a minimalist phase, you go, check what clothes I need throw away all of these books or give them away or like get rid of all these instruments and you had this big long list and at the bottom of it was just buy a bigger pin. <laughs> it was just like, I love that you're trying to do this minimalist thing and it just ends in capitalism. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. it just like, I need to get rid of stuff. I need to get stuff to get rid of stuff. Wait, what? <laughs> it was just this moment where I was going, right, I'm going to get rid of this, 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 this and 
my bin's not big enough. <laughs> uh, don't know what bit. If you find that, find that page when you download Winter Take 4, because it's less hilarious than I'm making out, but it is still quite funny. I didn't even see the humour in it until you downloaded it and you said to me, that's so funny. I was like, oh yeah, I didn't... Because I wrote it in all seriousness, obviously. Yeah. But, um... I, I'm going to come up with a song one week called Buy a Bigger Bin. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be it'll be your ultimate power, essentially, won't it? But um, was that a pun on my song title, my ultimate power? It was, no, that's what I was going to say. Like it'll be one of the things where I bring it, and you can't stop laughing for five minutes. <laughs> I've got I got a couple of things we can say, by the way. What's that? Uh, first of all, um, being as this is the end of, see, I was looking at that Pink Floyd poster. Um, yeah, being as this is the end of the season, uh, this season of writing, moving into the next season, is there anything songwriting technique-wise that you would like to employ that you haven't employed in the past? I still want to write another song. Well, it's going to be the same as I had last time. Mm. I wanted to write a song in 3-4 last time, didn't do it. Came very close to writing a song in Drop D this time, Mm -hmm. but uh, never got around to it. Didn't quite work. So I want to do both of those next time again. Um, and I want to try writing a song with the chorus in the front. Or at least ah, a snippet yeah, yeah. of the chorus. Like that kind of I want it all thing, which is, I want it all, I want it all, and I want it now. And it goes into the rest of the song. That, that can happen in one of two ways. The first one is that you write a full normal song and then you put the chorus at the beginning, which is kind of back engineering, which is kind of cool. The other one is that you start writing and the start of your writing process is so strong... That you think, holy shit. You've got a chorus already. And how often does that happen? Not often at all. Not often, no. Um, Be nice, sir. I'm trying to think what I'd like to do in the next series. Like I said this series I'd write with a capo, which I've done a few times because you got me one for Christmas. And, um, yeah, I started doing... Kappa writing a bit more, which is interesting. It's like playing in a different tuning. Um, it allows you to kind of like try new shapes and new sounds and stuff. I want to do a waltz next season too. Or oh, a proper waltz. Proper waltz, yeah. yeah. It's been a while since I've done one. Um, and uh, I don't know, I'd like to get better at like simple writing. I feel like I put too many uh, mm. tricks in the stuff. Uh, the other couple of things I was thinking of saying, um, I don't know how we're going to edit all this all together. It's very uh, mishy mashy. There's the title! Mishy Mashy. Um, yeah, anyway, I was going to say, um, for the next season, uh, we won't go into any details yet, but we got some like we got some plans to kind of up the ante of the podcast a little bit. We have plans, Kenobi. And uh, we're going to get some more guests on. I think that's pretty much a given. But there's other stuff yeah. as well that we're going to think well, of doing. Yeah. Uh, what else was I going to say? There was something else. Um, Anything about Pete Greenboat's new acoustic record? Oh yeah, that was the other stuff I was going to say. Not that, but that fits into it. Also, um, uh, this is why I get paid the big bucks. <laughs> I'm joking. I don't get paid at all. Uh, yeah, that checks in the mail. Also, um, I've got uh, an EP slash album. It's kind of like a mini album, like a sort of nine track album on the way um, with Pea Green Boat. So we're taking a little bit of, bit of a break from the podcast. So you can look forward to Pea Green Boat stuff coming out soon, as well as. Um, the weekly songs 15 to 28 of mine that I'm collecting and putting out on my Bandcamp page, rogerheathers.com. Um, and Declan, you've got some stuff uh, you've just released as well, right? Uh, have I? Oh, yes, I have. <laughs> um, yeah, that thing I did once. Um, I've 
recorded two weekly songs from the last run, actually. There was weekly songs, well, from episodes one and two, mm. which were The Plan and Tomorrow, uh, which I recorded with Roger and mm-hmm. uh, with Sam a little bit as well. And they're up on SoundCloud. If you search Declan Kitchener Tomorrow, you'll find the first one. Un- it's under the name Tomorrow Slash The Plan. It's Declan like Anton Deck and Kitchener like the poster. So, you know. Like the poster? Yeah, that. Yeah, Lord Kitchener, your country needs you. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, yeah, you should totally check that out. Anybody listening to this, they're really good. Lower your expectations. Well, listen to them, you know. But lower your expectations <laughs> before you listen to them. No, I, I think they're really good. And um, it was fun to work on them, too. Yeah. We should do that again with the weekly songs. in the middle of a room, just going, Whoa! There was a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, uh, that's just one of my favourite things that we had... Um, so it's diverting a little bit, but for That's tomorrow good. we got it up to forty nine tracks of recording, <laughs> and we decided we wanted to get it off to around fifty. So what we just decided to do was just stand in the room while the song was playing on our cans and just shout random things like "Yeah, woo!" Just clapping every now and then, yeah. which is um I told you at the time is a Weezer technique. They just ha- they always have a track in a song where they just kind of like get to sing a harmony here and there, clap their hands, it's really low in the mix, just to add that sort of like energetic live atmosphere to a song, which is a cool technique. It's also fantastic for when you bu- want to bump a recording from 49 tracks to 50 tracks just to get a nice round number. <laughs> just to boast that you've got a 50 track song. Yeah, well the other one was like 25, so we were never going to get there. Yeah, but, true. Um, the 50 track one, by the way, is Tomorrow. Yeah. For anyone listening. But you can probably guess that. It's the one with the huge, giant wall of harmonies and guitar harmonies and uh, claps and everything, so... My inner queen was coming out. Wait a minute. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, what do you call it? What's the word? Salvaged is not the word. Salvaged. <laughs> it was in a wreck. Constructed? Uh, Put together? No, appeased. You were in a queen fam, was appeased. Right? That word works, doesn't it? You're just staring at me. <laughs> I have no idea what you're on about. Um, never mind. This is a brilliant end to the first <laughs> yeah. run. So the first run to the second run. Well, I believe that's it for uh, this uh, episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. And this run, actually, apart from next week, where we'll be doing a recap episode discussing mm. our favourite songs. Um, and maybe our least favourite songs, what we liked, what we could have done better... And just general stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, we'll see you next week. That's right. This is going to come out on the Wednesday you're listening to it. This is going to come out when you're listening to it. Fantastic. And uh, next week, after you're listening to this, there'll be another podcast. Which is the recap one. Which is the recap. Then we're going to take a bit of a break, but we're not going to discuss that too much now. We'll give you a date next week that we're going to be back uh, on the air it's brand spanking new. It's new. Fantastic. New ideas. Fresh ideas. Same as the old ideas, but new ideas. Uh, Come listen. Yeah. Well, also, thank you for all listening. Oh, yeah. Genuinely thank you. If you want to get in touch with us, it's weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com. If you're a songwriter, send in a song to us on the email address. If you live in Cornwall, come in and be on the show. We'd yes. love to have you. we got hot drinks waiting for you. Genuinely, you've seen the mess he and I make of the podcast if we're just left to do it on our own, so... We're much more professional when we've got guests. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's just trying to put on a brave face for people. Brave face, that implies all kinds of different things. But anyway, we'll um, see you next week then. Ta-ra! Ta-ra!